The Secrets of Sleep Humans spend roughly a third of our lives doing it, yet scientists still don't really know what sleep is for, nor why we need it. Yet going without sleep will cause death sooner than going without food, so it must have some incredibly important and evolutionary ancient function. Some theories suggest that sleep is essential to keep the brain in working order. It may support the organization of memories, or allow the synapses, nerve junctions, in the brain to be cleared of toxins that build up during the day. Maybe it's just to keep us away from potentially hazardous situations for a length of time. All good reasons, but none of them powerful enough to drive the evolution of sleep, leaving its main function an elusive mystery. Humans spend roughly a third of our lives doing it, yet scientists still don't really know what sleep is for. Why do we sleep? All but the most incredibly basic of animals need to sleep, and yet scientists don't know why this strange state of suspended animation is vital to survival. Some believe that sleep is a way to conserve energy and stay out of harm's way. Animals that stay still and quiet during part of the day are less likely to have accidents or be eaten by predators. Sleeping also uses up fewer calories than being awake, meaning animals need to find less food each day than if they don't sleep. But this only really explains why we rest during the night, surely it would be safer to stay still and quiet but conscious, so that if a predator stumbles upon your hiding place you can escape? Also, this theory might explain why sleep is a good idea, but it doesn't explain all the problems that are caused by missing out on getting enough sleep. Other researchers think that sleep is when the body repairs itself. This seems plausible, we all feel better after a good night's sleep. However, this theory seems to suggest that people who are more physically active, and so need more bodily repair, should sleep more than those who are inactive. But although there is some evidence athletes sleep more after a race than normal, those who are completely inactive don't sleep any less. Most impairments from sleep deprivation are cognitive, suggesting sleep must be important for the brain. There's some evidence that the cells in the brain responsible for repair and restoration are more active during the night, so perhaps the brain that needs time to recuperate, not than the body. In mice, a study by scientists at the University of Rochester found that cerebral spinal fluid flows around the brain ten times faster when they're asleep. This flushes out toxins more efficiently. The researchers argue this could explain the need for sleep, and the problems that occur when we don't get enough of it. But others are skeptical, and there's not yet any evidence in humans. Another theory is that sleep is for storing memories. Researchers are not clear exactly how this happens, or why sleep is needed, but studies have shown that people are better at remembering things after sleep ate. Yet whilst this explains the cognitive difficulties people face when sleep-deprived, it can't explain the physical symptoms. Maybe none of these theories are even close, or maybe more than one is needed to fully explain why sleep matters. What we do know, though, is that people who get enough sleep, around 8 hours a night for adults, are healthier, happier and more successful. What better reason to get some shut-eye? Crucially, however, this isn't true for a small proportion of the population, sleep mutants. Sleep mutants have a gene mutation that lowers natural sleep demand. Several have been discovered, some lower average sleep demand by 20 minutes, whilst others allow the carrier to have a good night's sleep on as little as 4.3 hours. There may be others as yet undiscovered. 
Scientists are still wondering where these genes came from and how long they've been about, they are rare. Even recently evolved advantageous genes, however, such as the one that lets adults digest milk, spread fast. And these genes are strangely advantageous, carriers don't seem to suffer from the myriad of illnesses that otherwise correlate to sleep deprivation, such as obesity or depression. However, we'd need to do longitudinal studies with huge numbers of people to know for sure. Currently, not enough sleep mutants have been discovered to do this. In the future, scientists might be able to develop drugs that mimic the effects of specific mutations. However, some, such as NPSR1, have other key functions. This gene is involved in stress and fear responses, so mimicking its effects poorly could have devastating effects we can only guess at. How do we sleep? Using a method called electroencephalography, e.g., brain waves can be measured during the stages of sleep. The short, frequent, alpha waves seen whilst awake gradually change to less rapid theta waveforms. Image credit, sleep decks. The reasons behind how we sleep are distinct from the potential reasons behind why we sleep. This is made even harder by the challenge of identifying when the brain enters a sleep-like state. Changes in the measures which are currently used to determine sleep can be subtle. Even in the current gold standard of measuring sleep, the EEG, there are discrepancies. For example, a hyperventilating teenager can produce the delta waves characteristic of our deepest sleep stage, despite being fully awake. Although we understand how the brain transitions between the stages of sleep that we know about, such as REM, scientists have yet to explain how the brain transitions from wakefulness to sleeping and vice versa. It is possible that it is a self-organized process where only certain sections of the brain need to be in a sleep-like state to send us to sleep 9, but this is not entirely clear. Why do we dream? Sleep itself may be a mystery, but so are the many strange occurrences that we experience while we sleep, the most well-known of which is dreaming. We don't know why we dream, or if it even has an evolutionary benefit, but studies hint at potential reasons. One idea is that dreams help us process memories which have formed during the day, and convert them into more stable long-term memories. We know that sleep is vital for this process, but whether dreams help isn't clear. Interestingly, young babies spend a higher proportion of their sleep in REM sleep, the phase during which dreams are most likely to occur. As babies learn more rapidly than adults, could this mean they need to dream more to process the information? Another idea is that dreams help us deal with difficult emotions in a safe way. They may help remove emotions from painful memories so we can recall them without experiencing the emotions as strongly. They may even help prepare us for potential future emotional situations by letting our brains rehearse. But this theory is difficult to prove. One final idea is that dreams aren't for anything at all, they are simply a byproduct of the other vital processes our brain carries out during the night. Will we ever be able to determine which of these theories is correct, or will dreams remain a mystery? Only time will tell, learn more about why do we dream? Babies not only spend more time sleeping, they also spend a higher proportion of their time in REM sleep than adults. Scientists believe that everyone dreams, but not everyone remembers these dreams when they wake. We don't know exactly why this is, although part of the reason may be that high recallers spend more time awake during the night, suggesting they are more likely to have woken up partway through a dream, 
which we know increases your chance of remembering it. This isn't enough to explain all the differences, however. You have the best chance of recalling a dream if asked about it within five minutes of waking, after this, much of the detail is lost. So maybe those who remember dreams make an effort to recall them during this window and, in doing so, store them for later. If you want to recall more of your dreams, experts suggest keeping a dream journal, and writing down details in it as soon as you wake. There are also brain differences between low recall and high recall groups. For example, high recallers are more responsive to their name being called when awake, and show a greater brainwave change, although the difference doesn't occur when asleep, so it's not clear how it links to dream recall. One brain scanning study found high recallers have more activity in a part of the brain called the temporopietal junction. The researchers believe this may allow the dreamer to focus more attention on external stimuli, meaning dreams are better embedded in the sleeper's memory. Some people experience lucid dreaming, dreaming whilst aware that they are dreaming, and some even feel they are controlling the direction of their dreams. It is difficult to know for sure whether lucid dreaming is real sleep, but because it occurs during REM sleep, dreamers can use pre-arranged eye signals to communicate with researchers. We don't know how people are able to control their dreams, nor whether or not this means they're truly dreaming or a daydream-like state of semi-wakefulness. The phenomenon warrants further study. Researchers using FMRI to scan brain activity during dreaming have developed a process that can map the images recalled by the dreamer to a three-dimensional picture of the brain. Known as dream decoding, the process works by repeatedly waking a sleeper and asking what they remember, then pairing this with which bits of the brain light up in the scanner. After over 200 repeats, researchers have been able to use the tool to predict basic objects that appear in the dream, including men, words and books. The tool initially was 60-70% accurate, but could be improved with more data.